Hi, this is your Fungin Master, David Hallman, and I'm here to talk to you about Enchanted Manor Mead. Now, the Enchanted Manor Meadery is the official meadery of the Texas Renaissance Festival, and actually, uh, a place I worked for a good five to seven years. They make excellent mead, and they also have a mead club where you can sign up and receive three bottles of mead to your door every three months, and two of those flavors in that box are going to be experimental things. Things like hibiscus habanero, kumquat, s'mores, Halloween. Wait, hold on, Halloween? It says Halloween on... what? The hell? Halloween's not a fun... Okay. Anyway, if you'd like to check them out, their website is mead.today. And if you'd like to buy some mead, use offer code POD10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. The Enchanted Manor Meadery. Good mead made by good people. We thought we had found almost every way to help the sentience of the galaxy, yet some of our most special young ones find ways to surprise us. Hoganites typically strayed away from integrating with technology of others' making, not due to a lack of appreciation or even want. But you never know what two different source codes will do when they get crammed together. But Hagen... He showed us our job is not finished, and that there are more ways to help. His son has given us multiple updates on his well-being, with which we have created the Hagean Protocol, excluded in our most recent wetware patch. Hoganites all over the Milky Way will be able to help in exponentially more ways now. Maybe even enough to prevent... Well, maybe even enough to prevent more Hoganites from being needed. Welcome back, fellow traveler, to Good Better Quest. Join us as we go on a long errand. So, Hagen, last time we left you alone in the middle of the guts of this ship, and you had jacked in, and you were in the white room, sitting at an additional terminal, entering essentially DOS text ah. into, <laughs> into this ship, and uh, a search bar had popped up for you to to do some research. Yeah. Uh, I will I will step out a layer and say that you have run far enough away from the pirates that they're not readily going to find you. You're able to take some time to relax to to figure out what's going on. I think one of the first things Hagen wants to try to do is see if there's like a mission statement or something for this ship. There is absolutely a mission statement. I'd hoped so. I, I'll do this one of two ways. You can either roll for it, or you can tell me what you type into the search bar to find it. And if you do the search bar, you can do multiple attempts, and you can just old person Google yeah mission statement ship ship mission ship like you can mission statement. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be a little bit more minion quotes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, got to be a little bit more, uh, you know, focused than what I just said. What's but. what do they call it in, on Star Trek? Prime Directive. 
Ooh. Is that okay. hold on, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the prime directive. Yeah, I'm just gonna Google Ship Prime Directive. A very familiar web page scrolls up because again, this is all in your mind, so you you get to make the template. The search engine Spoogle pops up and you type in ship prime directive. Is it is it what I'm looking for or no? The search result pops up and says, did you mean habitat plan? Yes. Habitat plan, please. You click on the hyperlink to habitat plan and... So much porn. <laughs> so much porn. You get this presentation almost. Uh, it starts on a video. It's very regal. It's it's almost kind of this imperial setting. There's all of these lush surroundings. There's this brilliant architecture. There's lots of creatures that resemble Crumb, and they're all hovering in this not stadium, but it's it's more of a coliseum. It's it's vaulted and there's seats and there's all of these chambers that people are looking down at the presenter in this video. And the presenter is addressing everybody and they they look at this board behind them that is, is being projected on. Beings of the one, far-flung members of our race, we left the Milky Way in search of greater expansion, of a new home, of places to find answers. We've lost contact with all other sister ships, but we have not been deterred from our purpose. The last messages that we got from Granite and Feldspar were that some mechanism, some organism was present in the galaxies that they had chosen to go to and seemed to be hostile <clears throat> seemed to be hostile towards them luckily for us the galaxy that we have picked this wonderful bed of life that we have laid here we got here before what we're calling the darkness however it does seem that we have called to them in our travels As such, I propose that we leave our seedlings here in hopes that they are able to propagate and save this galaxy. But I insist that we go home to the Milky Way and prepare it for further expansion. This, this other creature is giving this speech and, and all of the the other beings of the one are are essentially giving it a standing ovation, but they can't clap. They are yeah. mostly solid. They're mostly liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very, it's horrifying. Yeah. Sounds like me after Taco Bell. Um. Ooh. <laughs> um, but this video is attached to a large document. It's not enormous, you know, it's not going to overflow your databanks or anything, but it, it has schematics and plans for the ship that you're currently on. It also has what kind of looks like a plan for long-term vermin control. What is considered a vermin? You type this into Spoogle and what pops up are pictures and examples. It, it's sort of like a, a, a teaching module. What is a vermin? Yeah. And the, the first picture that pops up is a human being. It's got some statistics of humans, life expectancy and how they populate and the planets they're on, the level of technology that they use, and, and it labels them as non-threatening, but extremely hazardous. Calls the darkness quickly. Jake is not gonna like the sound of this. <laughs> You see that there's a fairly 
full catalog of creatures that you've run into in the Milky Way listed under vermin. And they all have statistics and varying degrees of what is considered calling to this darkness. What exactly is the darkness? Another module pops up and there's again a, a video and this one is much shorter and you click on it. What pops up is a group of beings of the one that have surrounded this amorphous bubble. They're on a planet. It's unrecognizable. You don't know the, the creatures or fauna or anything that you see in this. And it's essentially like a, a, a beach day video. It's, it's like somebody is just looking out into the distance and they're seeing these other creatures walk towards this bubble. And as they get close to it, you can tell, because you've seen a bunch of psychics and you've seen people kind of use their psychic powers, that they're trying to force their will to contain this, this dark bubble. And it's, it's not black, but the video is very hard to tell what color it is. It's just an absence. And they're surrounding it, and you're guessing it's a circle. It, it, the video, again, is it's kind of grainy. It's hard to tell from, from them being so far away, but it looks like they're forming a circle. And as they get close to it, I, I'd say they're still several meters away from the, the outer edge of this bubble. It takes on this silvery black hue in front of one of these creatures, and that creature slowly puts their tentacles down, and you can tell that whatever containment they were trying to create has now failed at that point. And as that happens, the bubble pushes its way into this broken containment and absorbs that creature. And as it does that, it explodes into the, the colors of that creature's skin, and it grows these wild tentacles that start touching and cutting and doing all of these horrible things to the other creatures surrounding this bubble. But as quickly as you see this happen, it just grows and becomes that indiscernible void of, of nothing again. Just larger. None of this is good. I would like to download these things I found. You're able to do that easily enough. I would say as you're doing this, you get a notification that says your your iCloud storage is becoming full and you need to remove some information to make room for it. I delete all the memes I had, except for my favorites. I don't delete my favorite memes. Of course, you can't delete your favorite memes. No, you can't. I And, like, you don't see a lot of the ones. They're rare memes. They are dank as hell. <laughs> just, just... I can has cheeseburger. Hilarious. <laughs> Attached to the, the videos and the information are actual text documents. How does Hagen handle this? Because we're in the, the white room and he's using this as a terminal to interface. When he downloads them, does he instantly know this information or does he have to review it? I think he does have to review it, but it is quicker than most people. Eh, you know what? That's not interesting. He instantly knows it. That's that's a lot easier too, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. The documents attached to the video of the darkness give a very detailed history, essentially. they they These creatures, what Crumb is, is a being of the one. Which is why all of their names resemble parts of things. Oh, yeah! Hey, have that in mind. That's cool. They left the Milky Way 150, 200,000 years ago. It's, it's hard to tell. There weren't many other advanced civilizations at that point by the time that they were able to depart. And they, they, they didn't want to put their fingers in too many pies. They didn't want to interfere with anybody else. So they left a couple of behind, which is why Crumb is here. Him, him and some other remain behind to just keep up a population in, in the Milky Way and, and exist. I mean, find answers to things, keep exploring. But a large portion of their population left. When they got to this separate galaxy, they lost contact with a lot of their other ships, like I said. 
And this darkness they found is highly attracted to technology. It, it learns, and not only does it learn, it, it yearns to be a part of whatever is blasting out information into space. So it just exists. There's no ships. It doesn't come on, you know, asteroids or these large generational sized ships. It just floats in the direction of the most strong information. And the, the Milky Way, as all of these races were becoming sentient and becoming advanced and putting out radio waves and all of these other informational waves, it was like, you know, a big red flag for the darkness to turn towards them. The mission of this ship is to come back, and they have spent the last 100,000 years taking what they have inside of themselves and turning it into a species that they know can combat the darkness and can populate quickly. And that's that's the people out there. Correct. That is kind of fucked up. That's David talking, not Hagen. Good. I'm sure Hagen would say that too. Yeah, Hagen, Hagen in so many words. Wow. This is quite the ethical quandary. <laughs> God damn, I don't know what to do. I uh, my first instinct is to my first instinct is to go out, find those people and be like you're all part of a thing. It's 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 messed up. You're going to be a part of genocide. I hope you're happy. I will remind you of the the roster, the ship roster that you downloaded. You know exactly how many people are on this ship. How many are? 22,300,463. Oh, right. It's the size of Asia. It's a big place. It's a big ship. While you're digesting this information, roll a willpower roll. For oh, me. no. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a fucking six, which is a fail. And I can't be having that. Let's take a look here. What's Hagen's willpower? Why, it's a big fat goose egg. Oh, Merry Christmas. Some mark experience. You're sitting in the white room and you're, you've taken in all this information. As you're sitting there, your internal alarms start going off for being hacked back. Oh no! Nothing drastically changes, but the terminal that you had been looking at, Hulk 1's face just smushes through the screen. Oh. And he's looking at you. I don't like this. Hey boss, I found him. Would you like to know where he is? Hi, Hulk 1. If you don't mind, kindly fuck off. Computer, zappy gun. So are you are you saying this to yourself or to like the spaceship? I'm saying I'm saying it to Spoogle. You say it to Spoogle, but Spoogle has become Hulk One's face, and Hulk One goes, "No, I will not zappy gun myself." Very well, jacking out, and then Hagen's gonna get out and uh, look at Jacker. He's gonna say, "Pew pew, little buddy." <laughs> Jacker Jacker gives you the little tippy taps. <laughs> He gives you the excited tippy taps mm -hmm. and the all four of the guns on his back uh, kind of like <laughs> you remember zoids yeah so you know how the uh the liger had the like the big cannons on i think it was like the blue version of him that's yeah. what he looks like that's what he's trying to emulate right now he's standing fantastic forward. yeah as you jack out and you say that to jacker you do begin to hear footfalls they are still in the distance, but you can hear someone Terminator running at you. Bungary fuggins. Hagen is going to try and get out. Damn it! Hagen should have gotten a map of this ship. I, you know, I, I'd say you got a map um, with the... Um, like with the manifest, maybe? No, when you asked what the purpose of this ship was, I think... That might have been a part of it. Yeah, there, there's definitely a map to, to show people around. So you, you know where you are? Where are you trying to go? Out of the ship. Not in the ship ship part, but in the world ship part. 
I want to go safe. I I want I want to go to safe. Safe, please. Why am I the science guy? <laughs> Speaking of the science guy. Yeah. In this area, because there's there's really no technology, you, you saw that there's no technology on the inside of this ship, on the, the living habitat area. They've done away with it. Close by, 10 or 15 halls down, or 10 or 15 intersections away from you, is storage for highly advanced technology that the people who do not live in the habitat keep for safekeeping because they they have found it essential to make sure that everybody does what they want. Well, I, I reckon I'm going to have to take a look at that. Are you going to run there or are you going to like stealth there? Well, I have a minus one to agility. Uh, so I, I'm going to say I'm going to run there. Then I'm going to get the benefit of going someplace fast without the detriment of you know, trying to be sneaky, going slow, and then also being loud. <laughs> so I'm just going to be, I'm going to be loud and fast as opposed to <laughs> accidentally loud and slow. <laughs> Purposely slow and accidentally loud. Yeah. Uh, okay, give me a strength roll. Oh, no. What uh, is... Jacker, Jacker jumps on top of you as well. He, he climbs up. All right, I got plus one to that. Eight. Good. <laughs> so that good made me nervous. As as you take off running, you you, you know you do the T one thousand run as well. Yes, it's the only run program we have. Exactly, exactly. You hear the T one thousand run behind you. Get excited and try and pick up its pace. I've got the map. What makes you think they don't? Fuck. Jacker's on my back. I'm gonna give a command to Jacker. Watch our six. If you happen to see anyone that isn't our friends, let loose. Just let them hold it. Which is a term I heard from an old man at Target when I was playing Call of Duty. Yeah, I was just shooting Nazis and he he was like, you got a Bryn? Hell yeah, let them hold it. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's interesting to me that you're excited about this. Anyway, <laughs> this game that we're playing. <laughs> so you give you give Jacker the command to uh, light anybody up behind you. Mm -hmm. uh, you're about halfway there. Give me another strength roll. I'm gonna put some mustard on this one. This is another eight. The exact same roll, in fact. Oh wow! Yeah. You're, you're able to stay ahead of these foot tracks, but when you get to the lab, the doors are closed. Oh, fuck. How do you want to open them? I feel like hijacking's gonna take too much time. Is there, by any chance, like, any kind of vent nearby? Yes. I, I will say that these creatures are partially gelatinous, and the vent is not big enough for Hagen to get in. How is it big enough for Jacker? It is big enough for Jacker to get in. Hagen is going to do something that is in his design, but is not preferable. He's going to sit. He is going to take out. He's going to click in the Jacker USB that he's got like a cigarette lighter which he hasn't done before, and he's going hes going to say to Jacker, I'm going to leave this body for a minute, friend. I'm going to need to borrow yours. Hopefully, hopefully I can come back to this one because I very much like the things I have. But worst case, I like the way you look. Jacker... His, his LEDs light up, and he gives you a big frowny face with a little tear. Oh. He kicks the ground a little bit with one of his, his paws, claws, but he turns around, and and little USB port just slides open. Hagen grabs the USB. He plugs it into Jacker. Well, he misses once. <laughs> of course. Always. Misses once, flips it over, tries again, 
And then he, he magically the third. That's the only magic <laughs> in the world is it's always the third time. He does that. He goes to stand. He stands with his... No, no. He sits down with his back against the door. He shoots one of his lasers into the ceiling and shoots one of the lasers into the ceiling and he lays down lifeless and he says I think this is as good as I can do and he hits a a keypad opens on his arm he quickly types into it closes it and all the light goes away from his eyes and suddenly Jacker's eyes are blue and he's in Jacker now and he's going to jump into that vent to get to the other side of this door. So as Jacker, you're, you're absolutely the correct size to get into this, this vent. And oh, Jacker thank God. Is, yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> Jacker is small enough that he can fit in there. It's, yeah. it's probably a, a one by one foot square. Yeah. So Hagen could have gotten like his head in. Yeah. But Jacker is, you know, about that size. As you get the vent off, you hear the footsteps round the corner and you're able to get through. You get into the lab. Hagen knows technology. That's what he is. That's what he lives yeah. and breathes. There aren't many things that you've come across that have ever surprised you. There's been a lot of things that have been interesting, yeah. but really more their application than what they are. There are some things in here you do not, you, they are mysterious. You do not know what they do. You do not know what they are. What do you do in this lab? So let me ask you this. When I added the lasers and stuff to Hagen, or, or to Jacker, was it really Jacker did it himself? Wasn't it? Yeah. Hagen's gonna look for any robotic parts Hagen is going to specifically look for a Ripley-esque yellow mech. Okay, okay, okay. I I need I need a roll for this, and I just need it to be a straight two d six. It's just luck. Yeah, it's this, just luck for this. This is just luck. Oh come on! These are usually my lucky dice. I've been. I ain't been rolling great. That is an 11. There is absolutely a yellow fucking mechanic (laughs) mech with the clamp arms and everything. It is sitting in the corner, powered down, looking down. It's got a fucking certificate of authenticity. It was in the movie (laughs) Alien. You see some acid droplets that have fallen off and corroded into it. It is sitting there lifeless. There is there is a Sharpie autograph from... Shit, what's that actress? Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hands on my bitch, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Shit. Um, Hagen is going to look at this thing, and he's going to think... Jacker, if you're still in here, I'd say work your magic, and I'd say this. This is the one. <laughs> okay. I didn't roll stats for Jacker, so here's here's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, why would you have rolled stats for Jacker? Like, Honestly, I'm surprised he's made it this long. I know, I know, but he's so cute now. I don't yeah. want to do anything without him. He's, yeah. he's so fun. Oh, let's my see, little, you're a geek. My little uh, laser Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to say that you can use your analytical ability for this. Okay. Essentially what Jacker did when he put all of the lasers on was he knew that he had the correct 
ports and and modulation to be able to add lasers to it. This is trying to overpower uh, a, a mainframe on a totally alien suit of armor. Okay. Um, is it abilities or skills? Skills you reroll, abilities. So analytical, you can you can essentially ask me a question about objects, people, or surroundings. No, I mean like can't I can't reroll one? Correct. This is this isn't a roll. This is this oh. is more of I want you as Jacker to try and figure out how to get into this suit. Oh, okay. So Jacker is going to jump into the mech chair and there is a port. It is not like a, a port that you would jack in technology or, or that Hagen could jack into. It is a USB thing for like an iPod so that you can play your music while you're moving crates around. Jacker gets into that and he manages to send electrical currents in a certain way through it that it makes the machine kind of jolt in certain ways. He weekends at Bernie's it. I was honestly, I hate to to use this, but I was thinking more like Pickle Rick from Rick and Morty, where he like touches different things on the dead roach's brain and like different parts of its body move. So I'm thinking of a less macabre version of that. I think after a little bit, it, you know, he can get it to move very articulately and he uses it to dismantle certain parts of him. He puts the lasers on the claws and he uh, settles himself in a little bit easier into the seat and uh, I think he sits upright in the seat, puts the seatbelt on himself, you know, across as Jacker? Yeah. <laughs> and his his head kind of like pops out just a little bit and it's got joints in it and it looks down, you know, so that now it's facing forward instead of, you know, like that uh, Boston Dynamics dog robot. <laughs> um, so he's in this thing. He's connected with the USB drive and like, yeah, he is weekend at Bernie'sing this. He has jerry-rigged a way to use this thing. It is not flawless, but it is very impressive for what was essentially a tracking device. <laughs> I was about to say, Jacker was just a little thing with like a drill on it. Now he's this big like cyber dog. He learned from his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> watching you, Dad. So you are now mostly in control of the aliens, turbo lift, robot, queen killing mechanism. Mm -hmm. What's your plan with this? Your body is on the other side of this door where yep. you heard someone approach. Yep. Hagen Jacker is going to walk to that door. Does he does he hear on the other side like have they found his body? You don't hear anything on the other side. Higgins going to knock on the door. Just a just a with this thing like a loud gong gong gong. They open the door. Okay, cool. <laughs> Who is on the other side? Standing on the other side of the door, holding your limp body up by its head in one hand is Hulk 1. And he looks at the <laughs> the aliens robot. Hey! Nice new digs. Care to talk? As he says that, you, you can hear that his fingers are digging into Hagen's actual body's head. <sighs> Nolan? Welcome to the motherfucking woods. 
Hagen can't talk in this thing. Not right now. I've decided he's still figuring that out. But what he can do is blast some tunes. So he aims the gun, like the, the cannons on his things, and just straight up shoots Hulk 1 in the leg as... It's just playing in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the woods, Nolan. <laughs> so you act like the woods are bad. I was I was born in the woods. You you No, no, no. It's here's the thing is it's like, huh, no one really thinks I want that body back. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's so yeah. Hagen just straight up fucking blasts Hulk one in the leg. Aims higher on like Hulk one. The eyes on Jack are wink. <laughs> oh god. Is it the, just um, Hulk one in here? It's it's just Hulk one oh, standing okay. on the other side of the door. Cool. You completely sweep his leg out from underneath him, like like a, a cannonball in one of the old Civil War or you know Revolutionary War movies. It hits his leg, and it just disappears. Yeah. The the force from that hit is great enough that it launches him into the wall behind that door, uh, and he slumps down. He is still holding on to your body's head, but he's he's simply looking at you, and sparks are now coming from his head. And his hip. So the song's still blasting, and Hagen is, or, you know, Hagen Jacker is taking a step in beat with this song. He's trying to get as close as he can to, uh, to Hulk 1. You're moving forward in this machine, and Hulk 1 holds up his hand that is not holding your skull. Okay. That was a good shot. I came by myself because I have a favor to ask you. Hagen, Hagen robot tilts their head. I want you to terminate me. Hagen walks up, grabs Hulk One's body immediately, grabs Hulk One's head, and just, just for a moment, looks him in the eye, and then there's just this thing of... He rips his head off and drops the limp body to the ground. And is Hagen's body okay? Outside of some dents on your head where the fingers from Hulk One's hands dug in, yes, it is perfectly okay. Hagen is going to get Jacker to hop out and pop the pop the USB thing back into Hagen. And, and re-upload himself. You're able to get the USB back in, but you have a splitting headache. Oh, yeah, no. I Do I take any <laughs> damage? Do you want me to go from eight? I would say there's that you haven't taken damage from that. It's, okay. it's more cosmetic. Um, Hulk, you know, Hulk's another Hoganite, so he knew how to not damage you while also getting your attention. Hagen holds Hulk One's head and says... Despite what you may think, I took no joy in that. Well, maybe a little. But not enough. I'm sorry. But you will not go wasted. Hagen's going to try and dig around and see if he can't find, like, Hulk 1's hard drive. Or any kind of memory. So his, uh, his USB is in the same place that yours was. Yeah. And you're able to find it. You're digging around in his head and you see the patchwork that Punch's crew was able to do. Yeah. And they they were not delicate. Okay. They, they did surgery rough. with Yeah. But you do see that it was rudimentary enough to get whatever damage working. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that with I'm saying that with quotes for the audience. <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you get his USB out of his head you see that it's singed and it's melted a little bit mm. and you can tell that while their fixes weren't perfect even if they had been 
he needed to be like he needed a Hoganite to figure out these problems. He he had some corruption happening on a a memory level. Yeah. So Hagen gets that and he also extracts Hulk One's voice box and he's going to attach it to Jacker and he's going to put Jacker back in the giant mech suit. Jacker is going to resist you for just a second. When you set him on the mech suit, he's going to take one of his front paws and point it over at Hulk's body. Oh, buddy. Um, I'm not so sure about that one. Um, you know what? No, I trust you. Have at it. Give me an intelligence roll. Because you are a Hoganite. Yeah. That is an 11 plus 2, 13. With Jacker's pleading, actually, you just put you put <laughs> Hulk's voice box into him. He <laughs> is standing and he's doing Father the tippy taps again. violence. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, Dad, I can have my own body now. We can we can run around and do things and you don't have to carry me and I can carry more guns. Won't it be great, Father? Are you sure you don't want to be in the giant one, though? Like... I want to be like you. Small amount of saline solution that is normally used as a a lubricant for all the joints (laughs) in his mouth falls from from Hagen's eyes. And... And he's... (laughs) I feel like Papa Geppetto. Yes, yes, my son. Take his lame body. I'm a real boy now, father. You are indeed the realest boy of all. Jacker's able to kind of drill himself into the neck of where you pulled Hagen's or Hulk's head out. Hold up. It's not like, it's not the Boston Dynamics dog on the neck, is it? Like yeah. with the legs and everything still. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> no he, he he turned his legs back into the drill that he used. He just clamped them in and just drilled down. So now it's it's the drill in the neck and like. Okay. Jacker's little like transmitter body. Yeah. As the head with four lasers just pointing in different directions. As he gets into this body, he he stands up and he balances on one leg. And he hops over into the room and immediately starts dismantling parts from the the alien aliens robot. Robot, and he's looking around the room and he he tells you, "It's going to take me a little while to repair this leg. You did such a good job shooting it off. I'm so proud of you." <laughs> Father, I'm so proud of how how much you destroyed this body. I want to use. But I think your time would be better spent finding your friends again. If I'm correct, there should be some teleportation technology around here. I recognized them when we came in. I will use them and find my friends. Please, don't dally. Find me as soon as you can. Jacker walks over to this crate that has these spheres in it, and he pulls six out. And he puts them, he puts them on the table kind of like a half a dozen eggs. Boop, 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 boop. He hops over there. Let me let me reiterate. He hasn't attached a leg yet. He hops over. I give him he, a crutch. He, <laughs> he, he Just, takes I pull it, it out of my thankfully. bender stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Unfold it. Yeah. He puts these these six spheres down, and you see him tinkering with them, and he he does it very quickly, and he takes three, and there's small lights on the top of each, and they all glow blue, matching your eyes. And he turns around and he drops one because it's very hard to hold three eggs. Yeah. He bends over and he falls over and he, he he sits back up and he stands up and he grabs the third one and he hands you all three of them. I'll be able to use the other three to find you. But I do have to say, there's a good chance other people will be able to find you too. That's just a risk I'll have to take. You make poor decisions when you're a parent. I know that now. Jacker, Jacker kind of stays prone and just slides himself back over to the leg and continues to work on it. And he gives you he gives you the Terminator thumbs up. Is he, 
is beginning to work on it. Yeah, Terminator <laughs> thumbs. <laughs> so these these are the same type of teleportation device that you saw the seer use. Do you want to use them to get out of the lab? Absolutely. Jacker will be safe. Yeah. Hulk was the only one after him. After you. Yeah. I'm definitely going to use them. I trust my son. I literally trusted him with my life. So. Roll plus intelligence for me. Uh-oh. And this is this is tech. Okay. It's a five and a two. So a nine. Or... Sorry, because my intelligence is plus two. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, 13. You get your hands on these, and they almost immediately integrate with your internal neural network. As this happens, you see all of the data of every other creature that has these and where they're going. Almost all of them are inside the ship, and you, you can scroll back through the logs and see where to go and what some of these places are called, and you can correlate it with a map that you have. There's one teleportation that is outside of the ship, but only by about a hundred yards. That's probably them. Go, go, gadget. Warp balls. <laughs> and as you say that, uh, a little thing pops up and goes, New device detected. Would you like to make warp balls a safe program to initiate? <laughs> I just bought an I just got a new phone, so like this <laughs> I've been doing this all day. <laughs> uh yes. Uh <laughs> As you're finagling with your, your new item and, and figuring out all of the internal software, they take off around you and, and make this circle. And as they speed up, the lab begins to disappear and this dark, damp cave appears in front of you. But you're very new to this and you come into this cave about a meter off of the ground. Let me go ahead and just roll agility to see uh, if I land on my feet. Okay, no fucking with you. Oh, damn it. It's minus one. I rolled two fives. Minus one is a nine. <laughs> that could have been really cool. Tell me, tell me how you land. Tell me how you land. Hey, get... Do you remember the Super Bowl when Destiny's Child was there and everyone made fun of that one member who, like, when she popped out of the thing, like, definitely looked like she was about to eat shit? Yeah. Hagen looks like if she had eaten shit. <laughs> um, like, he he thinks he's got it for a minute and then he falls over uh, and then he gets back up. Promptly after standing back up, he vomits. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly garbage. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, it's it's just mostly crap. He's been picking up and keeping. He's a little bit of a hoarder when it comes to technology. So there's like an old Walkman. There's an iPod Nano, an iPod Nano, a VCR tape rewinder, a Zune, um, a Zune. Oh, my God. Yes. And a. Uh, one of those coffee warmer things that Think Geek sold that was like, oh yeah, it's a USB thing. You hook it up to your USB thing and it'll uh, uh, fucking keep a cup of coffee warm during the day. It's like, really, Think Geek? Thanks. Thanks a fucking I've been talking so much for no reason. As you vomit up all of this miscellaneous technology that Hagen has shoved into his body. Oh, and of course, an AOL disc. <laughs> of, course. of course they're all over the galaxy i'm sorry that just popped in i'm sorry from behind you walks raquel and crumb is close behind and a a new creature that kind of looks like bubble buddy shows up are you talking about bubble buddy from spongebob 
Yes, okay. Bubble Buddy from SpongeBob. Cool. This is a reference that you are the only person who's understood it so are far. Are you serious? Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, Bubble Buddy gives you kind of a nod and keeps floating by. And Raquel stops by you. As she comes up to your side, Jake approaches you, and behind him are hundreds of mismatched aliens and creatures. What do you say to your friends? It hasn't been long, um, and I know we've all apparently got things to share, but I am happy to announce I'm a papa. Long Errand is presented by Good Better Quest, a Final Plank Media production. Today's GM was Nolan Lacey. Players are David Hallman, Doug Hawley, and Nicholas Snyder. Intro provided by our very own David Hallman. Music provided by Kevin McLeod and TabletopAudio.com. Stick around after these credits to hear an ad from our friends at Cheaper by the Dungeon. As always, thank you for listening. Hey everybody, you want a new D&D 5th edition podcast to listen to? <laughs> well, I know I'm always looking for one, so guess what? I've got a recommendation for you. It's called Cheaper by the Dungeon. It's a Dungeons and Dragons campaign following the adventures of Zippy, Darian, and Normandy as they travel to become the greatest treasure hunters of all time. We've got some hardcore action. That's Five, 18 damage, 18 damage, four, 18 damage. Three! You come through with an 18 damage, you're swinging another a another swing. Another swing, that's another seven, it's 17 damage. Two. 17 damage, 17, 17 damage. Comedy, right? So you wanna you want to bet on your friends? What do you wanna bet? Uh, they're very lives, I think. As high as it goes. I'm, oh, I'm ready to win Okay. And even some dramatic moments. You have chosen the path you've sown. Now travel to the depths alone. And I, with Royce, I grab him and I throw him over the edge. But most of all, this show is filled to the brim with heart. And we hope that you come and join our adventure and become a cheapskate yourself. Catch Cheaper by the Dungeon anywhere you get your podcasts. Check us out. Love you. All right, yeah, we did it. More treasure. I've got to find it. It's mine. Darian, I mean, that was, that was so good. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm amazed. Yeah.